Welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. I'm your host and coach, Lauren Malone, and I'm here to help you become the hero of your own story and learn to be a guide to others. Whether you're a life coach in any niche or you want to become one, or you're just listening in so you can self-coach to lead your own life well, this podcast is here to serve you. I'm super excited to walk with you into your calling and help you create a wonderful legacy for your life. So let's jump in to today's episode. Welcome to another episode of The Coaching Choir. Today we're doing the song, Do You Hear What I Hear? And it is a song written, I think it's 1962. And in the show notes, you're going to find a link to a version, a YouTube video of the song that's a compilation of Whitney Houston. Come on, you know, you got to have some Whitney Houston at Christmas. And it's a compilation between her and pentatonics, the acapella group that I really love. So funny story about Whitney Houston. Last week, uh, we had my ladies only Christmas party. And we start out by answering some questions. Everybody introduces themselves because there's always a mix of people. And then the questions were, what's your dream car? That was a fun one. You get to know things about people you would never have imagined. You want a monster truck? Oh, (laughs) I didn't see that coming. And then the other one was um, an embarrassing moment. And I shared a moment where I was a junior or senior and I was trying out for a, a part in a play. And Mr. Lee didn't really love me. I'd been in choir for a couple of years, but I wasn't his favorite. I think choir teachers just have their favorite people. And <laughs> like, he didn't love me. I was not his favorite. I didn't get the extra special treatment or um, after class uh, help, I guess. And I got up and I started singing The Greatest Love of All <laughs> by Whitney Houston, which is not something you should sing if you haven't had vocal training, at least not in front of people or even one person. So like I was going after it and he told me to stop. I think I had only gotten through maybe a verse or two and he told me to stop. And I said, no, (laughs) I just kept going. Like I went through the whole thing to the whole, the, the big high notes. I did all of it. And the funny thing is I said, I wasn't embarrassed then. I was embarrassed later when I looked back and said, what the heck did I just do? <laughs> and I'm talking years later when I was like, I really should have been embarrassed. But yeah, you can't take away my dignity. <laughs> I was going for it. I um, I loved Whitney Houston. I still do. And, you know, I just grew up with her in the 80s. And she was an important part of our lives. So I have to do... Do you hear what I hear by her? And I love her voice, but obviously Pentatonics put together a much more beautiful current video that you can watch. It's actually people dancing. It's it's kind of a mixture between the harmonics the of the people, the dimension that Pentatonics brings to a song, the glory of Whitney Houston's voice, and then, you know, the fun dancing of this couple in the, in the video. Anyway, you can check it out if you want, but you don't have to. We're just going to jump into the lyrics. So said the night wind to the little lamb, do you see what I see? 
Way up in the sky, little lamb, do you see what I see? A star, a star, dancing in the night, with a tail as big as a kite. Said the little lamb to the shepherd boy, Do you hear what I hear? Ringing through the sky, shepherd boy. Do you hear what I hear? A song, a song, high above the trees, with a voice as big as the sea. Said the shepherd boy to the mighty king, Do you know what I know? In your palace warm, mighty king, do you know what I know? A child, a child, shivers in the cold. Let us bring him silver and gold. Said the king to the people everywhere, listen to what I say. Pray for peace, people everywhere. Listen to what I say. The child, the child, sleeping in the night, he will bring us goodness and light. This is a song that values the seeing, hearing, knowing, and speaking of God. All of nature speaks of him. Animals speak of him. Children speak of him. Our spirit longs to speak of him. So in this song, the wind told the lamb, who told the boy, who told the king, who told the people. Have you ever stopped to really think about this song instead of just singing it, you know, as the, you know, Caleb plays it in your car? So let's start out with seeing. It's interesting to me that the whole story starts with the wind speaking to the lamb. Okay, not your normal conversation. You know, it's a little bit child children's book-ish. <laughs> but the whole story is the wind speaking about what the wind can see, which is so beautiful because the wind is like the spirit, right? You can't see it, but you can see the effect it has. You can see the winds blowing the blowing the trees. You can you don't see the wind, but you see the trees move it, right? So the wind, which you can't see, we don't have we cannot see the wind. It saw. The eyes of the wind saw what God was doing. It's like the spirit saw something and started a rumor, (laughs) you know, started playing that telephone game to share the good news, the gospel, the glory of God's story, because he's the ultimate story maker. And when you see what God is doing, you find clarity and purpose and direction. And you, you see that he's moving in ways that bring hope and share his love. And you see him teaching and guiding you through things that are happening around you. You see him using you in the lives of others and others in your life. And you see his beauty and his presence in all that he's created alongside of his provision and protection and favor. And then when you think of the do you hear what I hear part, I say, like, what are you listening? Are you listening? Are you you hearing? You only hear things that you're listening for. And consider your location. Yes, you know, I think your physical location can matter. Like maybe every day your chair in the morning with your coffee is where your expectancy is high to hear something or in church or in your car, anywhere that feels safe to pause that helps you remember to hear, you know, put the word in front of you in one form or another, but also your soul location, which would be where your thoughts and emotions are. So If you are feeling a lot of anger or unforgiveness or offense, pride, envy, hatred, all the things, it's going to be harder to hear in your spirit 
because your, your soul is being very loud. Samuel said, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. He didn't say, listen, Lord, for your servant is speaking. <laughs> it's a discipline, almost like an art form, maybe like to be a listener, a hearer of the word and a listener to the voice of God. You know, the Bible also says to be slow to anger, slow to speak and quick to listen. And I think of when my daughters, you know, were in a busy store. When they hear me call their name, they know it's me and not somebody else. And they know my voice. When when we learn how to hear God's voice, we know it's him when he speaks because we spend so much time hearing him, we know him. And we learn how to trust the unexpected and the suddenly and the the thoughts and the direction that we feel internally that lead us in the way Jesus would go. So simply talk to him and you're going to hear what he's saying because God never stops communicating with us, even if we're not listening and we're not hearing. Another funny story is we used to have sheep. We lived on five acres on the side of the mountain on the big island of Hawaii. We were out there doing, um, we ran a crisis response DTS for a, a missions organization called Youth with a Mission or YWAM is what we called it. And while we were out there, we had sheep and Sean loved his sheep. <laughs> he had a ram and multiple uh, female sheep, ewes, I guess. So he milked them and he fed them. And what I think, maybe I feel like maybe I've shared this in the podcast before, but I'll probably share it multiple times again because it was so impacting to me. But the, the house that we lived in was not well insulated, nor did all the doors and windows actually shut. There was no air conditioning. There was no heating system. So there was a fireplace made out of lava rock. And um, yeah, it was a really interesting place. And because everything was kind of thin, you could hear things outside that were when you were inside. And you could hear things going on and being said in, in the inside when you were outside. And the sheep were literally outside my bedroom window, as in looking through my bedroom window and my bathroom door, because the bathroom had a door that led outside into the backyard. <laughs> so the sheep would actually stick their head in if I had that door open. And nobody actually ever came into the bathroom when the door was open because there were steps and the sheep definitely could have come in, but they didn't, thank God. Um, that's a whole different cleanup system in the bathroom. If that had happened, sorry, I re I digress. <laughs> Coming back to this, if Sean spoke early in the morning too loudly in the bedroom, like if he got up at five or six in the morning and actually said something to me, the sheep heard him. They would run to the house and start bah, bah, really, really loudly because he was their shepherd and my sheep know my voice. And it was something that was so annoying in the natural, but in the spiritual, it really got me at its core, at my core. Like it, the, the sheep literally knew their shepherd's voice. They did not do that if I spoke. They did it because the one who cared for them, their provider, their protector, even the one who, you know, milked them more of an, you know, kind of an intimate act. And then we actually drank that sheep milk. So 
we would partake from kind of the what they produced. I'm just saying the shepherd is so important to your soul. Your your soul needs to know who is your protector and your provider and the one who intimately cares for you, takes care of you and and speaks to you. It's really important that you have that in your life because without it, how do you know which way to go, right? And in this song, the the shepherd boy said to the king, there was a newborn child out there and he wanted to bring him gifts. His spirit, he said, do you know what I know? A boy is saying this to the king. Do you know what I know? And his spirit knew something that made him speak up, made him take action. It made his heart come to life, made his soul wake up, probably drove adrenaline through his body because when you know that you know something this important, your body wants to take action. What is it to know? What does it mean to know what is in God's heart? I think I've shared in the past about our friend Frank, how he's just so attuned in the prophetic. When you ask him, like, how do you know that much about the people in front of you? He said, it's simple. I just say, Father, what do you say about this one in front of me? And then he just listens to what the father actually says. He hears him and then he shares what he hears. This is how you know God's heart. You go search him out. You go to the word. You spend time in conversation with him. And when a person or situation is in front of you, you simply say, Father, what do you say? Father, what is in your heart? And your spirit longs for God and knows him as a believer in Christ. So this is where I remind you to live from a spirit-led place so that the spirit within you is invited to lead your soul and your body. It doesn't mean your soul and body are less valuable. It means they're still in a restorative process, but your spirit has fully been brought to life through faith in Jesus and can be fully trusted to lead you because Emmanuel, the spirit of God within you, is 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 partnered, like you're together. The spirit of God dwells inside. You're his vessel. And when you know that you know what God knows, it leads you to a beautiful, deep place of surrender, peace, and joy. And then the king has something to say to the people. What does it mean to have something to say that the people need to hear? The lyrics tell us it's time for other people to hear what we have seen, heard, and know. What is the good news we have to share? What's in your heart that is so good you have to tell somebody? Do you give that any kind of focus, attention? When you first meet Jesus, did you share with other people all of the good news? You know, did you get a little crazy? Were you zealous and joyful and just feeling so light and bright like you never have before? As you grow with God, you become comfortable, your, you know, life just happens. And the way that we share about what God is doing is just different. It's more revealed through the testimony of our lives and less than it is through energy and zeal all the time. So it's seen and heard and known what, what our story is saying, what the reader interprets as they read the book the story of our lives, right? The good news is always prophesied about in the same way that the Old Testament tells of the coming of Jesus. The good news 
always there's always something that has given direction and confirmation that it's coming. The good news is centered in the in the way that the gospel is completely focused on Jesus. And the good news is something we are called to share. Like Romans 1 talks about Paul's main occupation and calling was a, as a sent one, which is the meaning of the word apostle. So it says he was a sent one who was separated to the gospel of God. Well, we're all called to be sent out to the spheres of influence we are in. That's our family and our churches and our workplaces and our uh, neighborhoods. It's whether you're in the government or you're in the entertainment industry. It doesn't matter who you are, what you do. It doesn't matter if the only people you talk to are on Zoom or they're just clients or it doesn't matter. Those are your people that you're sent to. You don't have to quit your job and go into full-time ministry, right? It doesn't mean you have to become an evangelist or start a church and be a pastor. It means that you can tell someone the good news about what they mean to you, how important they are. It means you can ask for forgiveness and also give it. It means you can tell funny stories to make people laugh and inspiring things to, you know, give them hope. It means you can tell a stranger, she looks pretty today, or a child that they have a bright future. And you can have faith in all of this uh, coming forth, coming out of you, because it's what Jesus would do. And he only did what his father did. The father wants to bless, inspire, and encourage other people through you, because he also wants to bless, inspire, and encourage you. And he wants to equip and release you and love on you. And then because you see, hear, and know these things, you go say it to other people. Okay, friends. So at the time of this episode being published, it means that tomorrow is Christmas. So I'm just going to pray this over you. And it doesn't matter when you listen to this, it's all relevant. And this prayer is real. So Lord, thank you for my listening friend. I, I bless them with joy and peace and hope deep in their soul and, and that their spirit would rise up and, and let the joy, peace, and hope of Jesus Christ within them lead their souls and bodies. I pray that you would come to them with um, a tangible presence of God, experiences like the wind, the lamb, the boy, and the king to encourage and inspire them. Let favor and provision and protection follow them and overflow their cups and then help them to let the overflow literally pour out in their lives to be blessings to other people. Let the miracle of their lives be a sign and a wonder. Let their mouths open to say what needs to be said, the good news and the truth that you are the savior of the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, friend, remember that all things are possible because you believe in and celebrate the birth of the child Jesus in this season. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. Hey, thanks for listening. And I would love it if you could leave me a review wherever you listen to this podcast and tell me what you're loving about it. It helps other people who are looking for transformation and change and growth in their lives find me. And if you want to learn about becoming a coach with any of your superpowers, head over to sterlingandstonementoring.com and check out the Greenhouse course. See you there.